it wouldn't be hyperbolic to say that to the Dawn's event changed my life because I did the Dawn's event and then through doing it sort of every month myself, having that time and uh, reflection, it has changed a lot in my life. It's influenced a lot in my life. I, I basically decided to eventually write a, a book because of it. That was Dave talking to me, John, in a pub in southeast London one evening earlier this year. I'm one of the artists in Non Zero One, and we made a project with the National Trust called Dawns back in 2020. For Dawns, over 7,000 people tuned in via the power of the internet to a live broadcast of musicians and narration taking place from 3.43 to 5am, the period of time it takes the sunlight to arrive and travel the distance of the UK at that time of year, turning the country gradually from night to day. But skip forward to October 2021, and we get an email from a Dawn's participant. Hi, I took part in the Dawn's live event and I found the whole experience amazing. I had been slowly writing an autobiography and this event motivated me to finish it and massively influenced the entire book. I've even started doing my own dark to light walks on the first of every month. And I've recently self-published my book titled Dark to Light. I just wondered if there would be another Dawn's event in the future. Thanks, David Kennedy. The Amazon listing for Dave's book, which we'll link to in the podcast description, says... I have practically built my own little religion around this concept, which I carry out once a month. I called it Dark to Light, and this is perfectly apt as a title for my book. It's not every day that somebody says to you that a piece of work you've made has changed their life in any way, big or small. So when we got this email, it was something we really wanted to talk to Dave about. Fast forward to March this year, and Dave has travelled from his home near Lancaster down to London for work. I am sitting across from him uh, at a small table in what I hoped was a relatively quiet pub on a Wednesday night. We have crisps, which we're trying not to eat too loudly because it's not professional. And with the mini religion and the recently completed autobiography, I've got lots of questions I want to ask Dave. So we start near the beginning and everyone, this is Dave. Uh, you should tell us tell us your name and then anything else. Okay, my name is David Kennedy, um, and I'm forty-five. Is that right? Forty-five years old. Um, like I say, I've had a bit of a complicated life, and I suppose I feel that the last. 12 months or so is, you know, finally kind of seen a turning point where I can put my life on the right kind of track that I want to be on. That's, uh, that's kind of where I'm at, I suppose. Amazing. Thank you. Well, hello, Dave. Hello, John. The Dawn's project is uh, how it kind of, um, I suppose, what eventually motivated me to, to write. I've had a bit of a complicated life and I wanted to write about it, but um, never found a way to do it. And the you know, part of the thing that Dawn's did was give me, sort of give me that motivation to, to sort of put pen to paper and that's why I, I wanted to send you a copy and, you know, let you sort of see what, what came of it. So, Dave, my first question for you, 
how did you uh, how did you come to the project Dawns? Uh, how did it get on your radar? I was immediately, you know, fascinated with the idea. I thought it was a really good idea. The communal aspect was brilliant. The the music aspect is also I like the way that was done. It all, you know, instantly sort of caught my attention. I've always been I've always loved watching sunrises, sunsets, which I don't think is anything out of the ordinary. I think probably the majority of people do, but um, looking into the, the sort of workings of Dawns, um, I think I'd never really, seems just a bit of naive, but I'd never really thought about the fact that there's kind of a build-up to the sunrise. You know, if I was going to go and watch the sunrise, I'd go look at the, you know, um, sunset, sunrise times and say, oh, 7.30 sunrise and get there about 20 past 7 you know and sort of uh, watch the sunrise but um, the fact that I think the difference when it actually came to do the dawns you know the, the event uh, the main difference was uh, the, the transition from you know pitch black through to the dawn and then the sunrise was kind of the you know capped it off but for me, the more important part was the transition sort of period. Yeah, it's cool to hear you talking about you know paying attention. Paying attention is is, is something we're really sort of interested in and excited by. It's like you don't need to often make up narrative or story. There's just a lot around us already that yeah. is, is almost better than anything you could you could make up if if only you can find the time and the way to sort of pay attention to it. Yeah, is that something that you've um, the idea of sort of just just paying attention to? To, to everyday life and sort of being present is that something that you had uh, sort of previously sort of felt uh, was part of what you did or, or, or just something that um, you know you do more uh, I think in the, uh, in the last uh, few years and probably um, in the sort of 6 to 12 months before the Dawn's event happened I'd um, kind of taken on some like mindfulness kind of exercises things um, what I do now is I go out once a month to uh, you know to, to see a sunrise and, and that I you know make, I make sure that once a month I take that time out just to reflect on things and spend that time and like you say just notice something as simple as um, you know if you're out and it's pitch black and it's going lighter it's completely silent and it's so like it's such an unusual feeling for it to be so quiet that you notice how quiet it is. And then, obviously, when um, kind of get to the dawn chorus, where all you know sort of start hearing all the birds, it, it literally sounds like a wall of sound, you know, because you just sat there paying attention to it. You know, things do like become a lot, you know, sort of heightened. Yeah. Just, just, but just by that process. A lot of the things Dave was saying about his interest in framing a period of time, paying attention to it and making it feel new and significant felt really familiar. It's definitely what we're fascinated by too and it came up in many of the conversations we had as a group about our aims and our hopes for dawns. Dave didn't stop at one morning, however, like we did. Oh no, he decided to continue the ritual of waking up before astronomical twilight, before nautical twilight, when it was pitch black, basically, and heading outside to experience the transition from night to day in all sorts of different places. 
the first of the month, every month. I think it was on the sort of on my, my walk back from, you know, once the dawn's event had kind of finished and I was walking back, I was a few miles from home, so it was a, probably an hour's walk back. Um, and I thought, just doing that, I was like, I'd love to do this again. You know, sort of like, I couldn't, I couldn't understand why it wasn't just, you know, something that, right, we're doing this every, you know, every, every month or whatever. I thought, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go out, you know, once a month, basically using my newfound uh, knowledge of astronomical twilight and uh, nautical twilight and civil twilight um, and sort of thought well I'd go out you know by at least the start of civil twilight but if possible you know try and be out from astronomical twilight where it's, where it's proper dark um, and I think I'm just going to do this you know one, once a month and I sort of thought right well starting from the 1st of June I'm going to I'm going to sort of copy this idea um, and you know kind of try and do different locations I mean you say they are mainly walks but uh, I've got on bike ride um, I've been out on my kayak I've got a um, kayak that can drop into the canal and I've kayaked you know sort of three miles round over the Loon Aqueduct round to um, near to Lancaster town and then kayaked back and as I was coming over the I kind of timed it just right to come over the, the aqueduct as the sun was rising and um, it just gets you out and about you know and even if you know if somebody wanted to kind of do a similar thing but not leave the house I think just you know it's it's a nice thing to do um, I kind of decided like I say I'm going to do it once a month it's I think I mean I'd love to do it every day but obviously you get a bit tired I think um, but yeah, once a month seems like a nice kind of uh, pace to do it at. It's a nice way to kind of punctuate, you know, at least for myself. It kind of, uh, you know, gives me a bit bit of a better perspective on the passage of time, I suppose. Um, you know, everybody kind of says you should live live life, you know, live life in the moment or that kind of, that kind of saying. Um, and not a lot of people do it, so it's one way to try and sort of make sure that time isn't just running away without you noticing. I'm 45, you know, I'm 45 at the time. Say I live in the, until I'm 80, it's 35 years. Like, times 12, it's like 420 times. And it was, it was just as I was sat there thinking 420, I was like, instantly at the same time, it felt like that's not a very long time, you know. And at the same time, it felt like it is a long time. It's just like, right at the, you know, 420 months, you think that's, it feels like a lot, but if you think, well, that's, you know, that's me done then, and that's if I live to 80. <laughs> After a while of monthly dark to light walks, Dave said he found himself using that time to reflect a lot on his life to date and the life he wanted for the future. This is where his book, an autobiography of sorts, he says, comes in. The book's self-published, and as Dave tells it, is primarily a way for him to talk about some of the complicated things that happened in his life as he was growing up. We've put a link to the book in the podcast description with a trigger warning that it covers some disturbing things. As Dave says, he's looking forward now rather than backwards. And so, we talked about the future. It wouldn't be 
hyperbolic to say that to the Dawn's event changed my life because I did the Dawn's event and then through doing it sort of every month myself, having that time and uh, reflection, it has changed a lot in my life, it's influenced a lot in my life. I, I basically decided to eventually write a, a book because of it. I got in touch with uh, you know some old friends and that's kind of led on to other things that I probably not bothered talking about but we covered in my, in my book. Um, you know that means I'm kind of facing up to things in my life that I've I've kind of avoided, you know, facing head on before. Um, and you know, basically, I mean, I've got a six-month-old baby now, which I don't. I'm not. I'm not crediting you with the, you know, <laughs> with the uh, influence in that specifically. But I think it was. It was definitely. You know, it was definitely a juncture in my life where doing this kind of has kind of changed the path of, of life that I'm on. I possibly, possibly. I mean, I suppose if I hadn't done dawns, I might not have had, might not have had a kid because I've never wanted to have children. You know, something that I've always, and you know, my wife was the same. Just never, you know, the world's just such a messed up place. Like, I don't want to bring a child into this world. Probably still feel like that now, <laughs> but um, you know, point being that is that the the process of of going through that, I think it has changed my, my perspective on life, and uh, I, I do feel like it's something that. It happens every day. I think if you actually take that time out, like I said before, particularly if you can get out while it's still officially night or astronomical twilight, uh, that, you know, if you do that a couple of times, it just just really, I don't know, changes your perspective on life, I think. Yeah. Well, this, this is where my dark to light religion can fill that gap. If people kind of were interested to do the same thing, and do it on a regular basis. You feel like you would build up a, sign, a kind of community. Um, I don't know if if there was a website where you, where you kind of like a forum or whatever where you collaborated and sort of. I'd love to see photographs from around the world, you know, because obviously it could be a global thing. It doesn't have to be just in this country. I'd love to hear people's stories of, you know, kind of if it's made any difference to their life or, you know, see photographs. I mean, that probably be the best thing would be photographs because. You know, there'd be some fa- fantastic photographs from around the world of different sunrises or just landscapes in the build-up to the to the sunrise. But if you if you want to email me, then um, you can email David nineteen seventy six Kennedy at gmail dot com. Um, I'd love to hear from anybody who's interested in doing it. You know, I'm a bit embarrassed that my religion's still got just me as a member. And what I would say is that recently. Um, so since the daughter was born, I have taken her out on my dark light walks on the on the first of every month, which I think is quite impressive feat. Um, she was born on the sixth of September, so first of October. Um, but obviously, because she's a tiny baby, I was going to do pretty much as you know. I can't go out at like three in the morning till till seven in the morning. Um, so you know, basically just gone out for about half an hour 40 minutes for a walk along the canal um, but it's something that I want I kind of want to do I want to try and um, try and you know take daughter out on on a walk you know on some kind of uh, see the sunrise event every month and till she's old enough to decide whether she wants to do it or not herself and then you know she doesn't want to fair enough but <clears throat> a bit more optimistically I call, I call those ravens sunrise rather than dark to light and uh, rather than counting 
down from how many I've got left. She's just counting up from, you know, Raven Sunrise number one. She's on like, what now, four? So that's what we keep saying. Oh, she'll be leaving home in a few weeks <laughs> at this rate. So, but time does fly, that's, that's part, part of the thing. Time really does pass quickly and you don't notice it passing. I do feel like just taking that time once a month just really, you know, really punctuates you, gives you a chance to sort of reset, if you like, and, you know, just start that, that next month with a bit of a fresh outlook as well. So, yeah. Amazing. It, it's really, I've really enjoyed it, doing it, and obviously without, without the Dawn's event in the first place, I wouldn't have been doing that. So you heard it here first. Dave's religion is recruiting. We'll put contact details in the podcast description. And if you're interested in the idea of being part of a community of dark to light dawn appreciators, sharing photos and stories, Dave would love to hear from you. And so would we. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I've kept you for, I've kept you for, for ages, but, um, uh, you know, we had crisps. So yeah, it's good. all good. Crisps yeah. and beer. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to stop the... Um... Mm. I'll stop the tape. Good, good. All right. Thanks very much for joining us for this episode. And if you're interested in hearing more about the making of Dawns, then there's a special behind-the-scenes episode with all the other members of Non-Zero One, also available as part of this series. And if you're really getting into it, then you can also check out 10 Years of Non-Zero One, our series of eight podcasts where we, as a company, get together and answer questions about our journey since 2009, posed to us by some of the people who have been instrumental over the last 10 years. You can find out more about all our work at nonzeroone.com. Thanks again to David Kennedy for taking the time to talk to us and to James Bully for the music you hear in this and each of our podcast episodes.